0: Stay
1: live. It's obviously More gonna live. take about forty-five minutes for me to join you, but mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, if we were smart, we would wait to start the YouTube. But I think people, I think this is an important segment for most people. They want to see.
1: Oh, I'm. I'm turn- mean-
0: Whoa, dude! Did we upgrade, dude? Did I we guess. Level up? I
1: fucking guess, dude.
0: Nice. Well welcome everybody. Uh welcome to Dan and Jay Live, uh, also known as the Train Like a Ranger podcast, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. So welcome everybody. Um How's it going, James? Uh it's going. I actually did a hike today. Uh we almost killed
1: my dog. It was oh. very, very she's like she has black fur and it was like super sunny and she was just struggling.
0: Uh is it long fur too?
1: Uh, it was only like, I think it was a little over four miles, uh, which she's done longer. Like we did when we did Mount Mitchell, that was like seven. She did that fine, but it was pretty chilly
0: up there. So I think it was just the heat got her. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely my my uh, accent, by the way. I, I said, was that long fur? I mean, I said fur, not for her. Um, does oh, your dog have long fur? No, she does not have that's long fur. That's-
1: yeah, no, she doesn't. Yeah. She's short-haired.
0: Yeah, my uh, my dog has got the long long fur, long black fur, and just yeah, cooks that black fur draws in heat as is. It's absurd. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um,
1: She does not, she was not, not doing good today. uh,
0: Yeah, it's cool. How about you, bud? How you doing? Good. I'm doing real good. I mean, I'm just, uh, we did some, uh, outside's been real nice here. It's been uh, super warm. So um, it's super warm, actually. Yeah, I actually feel like uh, my skin is starting to, uh, change colors again. Pretty nice, dude. Um, slowly but surely, dude, takes a little longer up here, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome to the chat, everybody. I see a bunch of people coming in. Um, anything on your side yet? Uh,
1: yeah, I called out, said, how dare you do that? almost do that to the poor puppy from Random Recruiter. Listen, she literally, like, she usually does great, and I don't know what it was. So She was just so hot today, so, like, we give her a bunch of water on the hikes or whatever, and then, like, on the way back, she was just, like, going so slow, like, gagging. and, like, anytime there was a part you could see coming forward, there was sun coming through the trees, and out of the shade, she would, like, really slowly creep up to that part, and then, like, move very quickly through the sun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Nick uh, says, "What
1: to do? What's going on, Nick? <clears throat>
0: what to do, Nick?"
1: Some called me out on Instagram. I just saw that right now, though. I have to look at what he said.
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny. He said, uh, "He said, don't be a smart ad." Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> he had a
1: typo. Uh, <clears throat> it hurts. It hurts when you're trying to, you know, come at me and you have a typo. I'm not gonna lie. That's uh, a it's a rookie mistake.
0: Hey, being a smart ad doesn't make you smart, dude. (laughs) He's like, oh, crap. Uh, Sumo is cheating. Changed my mind. I don't know what that means. Sumo deadlift, I assume. That's what Uh, it
1: means. Uh, I don't think it's cheating. I don't think the PR is the same. I don't think you can be like, oh, I can deadlift this much weight. You can sumo deadlift that much weight. It's different, but I don't think it's cheating. I just think it's a different exercise. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a little
1: different. But anybody who's saying their one rep max is whatever, but they do a sumo, that's should cheating. Do they do sumo? Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's, that's, that's cheating. I'm on, I'm on that train for sure.
0: Yeah, that should come with a disclaimer. Correct. Right?
1: Uh, I don't even do sumo deadlifts.
0: Yeah, I really want to do I've deadlifts. <laughs> Used to be my favorite exercise. That's because you're yeah, I mean, an I- idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I saw quite, uh, You know. I saw something the other day that said, like, listen, like, deadlifts not even really that good for you. Like, it makes you better at deadlifts, but like, there are other things you can do to hit your back that like don't have risk associated. Although, you know what I like? What do you? Like? Go ahead. No, what do you finish like? your thought? I was gonna say, although deadlift is really not that risky, you just have to make sure you're keeping track of your form. Same with squats; like, they're dangerous if you do them wrong, but not really so much if you do them right.
0: Yeah. They're really good for you if you do them right. Um, well, and I, I like squats. I really like squats. And I used to, it was funny, you know, when I was younger, I didn't like, I didn't like squats that much. So I wasn't good at them. And then as I worked on them, it's become my favorite exercise. Like I love squats.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, to be fair though, when you were younger, when you joined the army, what did you weigh? 117 pounds?
0: I mean, I was, I was like, for real, I was like, <laughs> when I got to rasp, I was 135 pounds. Yeah. These guys who are freaking out about being lightweight. I was like, I, I was lightweight, you know. Um, now you're heavyweight. <laughs> right. Now I'm dead by weight, dude. Um So I'm going from the shoulders up, dude. I'm catfishing everybody. I'm just kidding. I still got abs, dude. I still got abs, dude. They're just they're, a little flabbier than weight. when he, I they're, have they're, eight. They're,
1: no, the, he still has abs. They're just on the outside of the fat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Colin says at rest at for the chin-ups test, what's the grading criteria? Uh, guy in bat told me that the cadre stand, stand in front of you so that you can't put your legs too far out. I find it pretty impossible to, yeah. So they're, they're going to want you to do strict, uh, chin-ups. So yes, they will stand in front of you because what they don't want is that swing stuff. Um, you know, obviously no kipping, like you see in like crossfit and type stuff. They want strict chin ups you know and they want you to lock your elbows up
1: yeah they're not going to be like right up on you though they just don't want you to be kipping like there's a little bit of motion a lot you you can only keep yourself so straight when you're going up um like they're close ish but like if you go forward a tiny bit they're not going to be like fail so like yeah yeah, they're going to stand there but it's not like there's no motion allowed at all um
0: like I yeah, I doubt, they, I doubt they want to get teabagged, you know, but uh <laughs> yeah, that's what they was. are they are kind of they are kind of close. I mean, uh definitely within you know people's comfort zones, you know, typically. But um if you have a comfort
1: zone like, by the time you get to rasp, you, you're not doing right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um but that's the big thing, yeah. Like strict pull-ups, uh, or chin-ups, they call them pull-ups, chin-ups. Um Locking your elbows out, pulling your chin all the way over the barb. And that's really, that's it.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's people ask us about pull ups all the time. I, first of all, that was like at no point ever did I train pull ups when I was getting ready for RAS, but just didn't even really think about it. Um, and like you only really got to do six chin ups. You know, it's, I feel like if you're in any kind of shape, you're hitting the gym at all, like, because pull ups are tough, chin ups are not so tough. Granted, yeah, chin granted, like we said, I was also pretty light, so chin-ups were not an issue for me. I was a pretty light dude, so like my strength to weight ratio was was pretty good. Um, so that's probably why chin-ups were easier for me. So like, if so, I know some of the bigger dudes have a little bit more trouble because like they're bigger and stronger, but they also weigh you know one hundred and two ninety two hundred pounds. So
0: yeah, chin-ups are, are easier for people. Um, but you guys, you guys uh, definitely. Train those things like because whenever you get to your unit, they're going to want you to do like 15 plus. I mean, realistically, probably 20 plus looks uh, looks good. So but the minimum six at Rasp. Did they even do we keep going after we hit the six?
1: Yeah, you keep doing this in Rasp and stuff. You keep going in Ranger School. You do not keep going that's it that's what i'm doing we we did this two days ago on monday (laughs) in ranger (laughs) school they don't have time they cut you off in rest It's it's all about scores and stuff so they they want you to compete be competing for everything so like they want you in formation to be talking to the guys about how you did and who did more and stuff like that they want that drive in you so at rest usually they let you like really go until you can't do anymore
0: yeah, and now I recall. Yeah, I was uh, I was like two, so I was able to do like twenty. Well, you're, ass- like, you're, you're like you're like short
1: too. His range of motion's like this big. He's like, oh, whoop
0: whoop 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 whoop. he keeps working too. That's, <laughs> that's the noise that, it made when he got mess- up. Mess- it was like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, he's got you're demotivating these guys. They think I'm like uh, four foot tall, dude. Um, <laughs> every stream, every stream, too, they'll come in and I will get shorter and shorter. Um. Don't listen to this guy if you're new, I'm five nine, I'm average height, dude. Don't
1: listen to these guys. Oh, Nick says, Word of advice, um, if you want to kill the dad bod, just slam a white monster and run until you're near your death. He said, I'm out. Mike dropped it, he's gone.
0: Yeah, said, he's, <laughs> he's already out. <laughs> nice, okay. Um, uh, good. He can write the next program, dude. The the monster and uh sprints, dude. Uh, Cole Hines says, Why do guys not recommend? Okay. Why do guys not recommend 11 Bravo in regiment unless you stay in longer? It's a weird recommendation. Um, I believe you guys said that last live video. I said it, I just said, think about it. Um, so if you're only
1: going to do four years, so you just need to keep in mind, and I'm not saying, you know, don't be an 11 Bravo or whatever, just keep in mind. That that's not going to help you on the back end so much. Mm. So, oh, okay, so I was just, if someone wanted to just serve and, you know, whatever and you're only going to do four years you know getting a job maybe that transitions a little bit easier and there are combat mos jobs like um radio telephone operators medics things like that that do have a little bit more of correlation of transferring over into the civilian world where you can use those skills and continue to use those skills and use that experience a little bit more than an 11 bravo or a 13 fox when it comes to the combat arms Um, But I mentioned it in reference to someone asking about contracting. I was just saying that the contractors don't need 80,000, 11 Bravos. Like they don't need all bunch of infantrymen. What they need is like MI dudes and like the higher level kind of guys. So that's an easier transition into contracting. So my answer was specifically in reference to someone talking about contracting. I was just saying, think about if you want to maneuver into contracting or anything like that, they don't, you know, they have a billion, 11 Bravos. There's not so many of the other um, MOSs.
0: Yeah. And, and caveat is um, that's a good tip, but caveat is, uh, you know, if it's like a calling and you guys want to go, you know, do that job and just know, like you said, that, you know, kind of like it, it was for me, 13 Fox now um, in a sense where think about what you're going to do after. Like if, if it's just like, Hey, you're going to go do the military for four years and get out and maybe use your GI bill to go to school for something completely different. That's perfectly fine. But I, I can tell you from experience, Whatever you get out and it's you're starting over um now, granted, all those experiences and things like of course, they matter, and like i of course, I continue like I'm the type of guy that I'll make it work, I'll make it fit, you know, train like a ranger, right um but just know that you are in a lot of ways starting over, you know I had to go through you know uh what was four four years of school that I've done, and now I'm going into three more right to get my degree um going into healthcare so. Uh, yeah, it, it does like me being an FO doesn't directly translate to that. Now I did use my education benefits to, um, to go to school, but so there is that, um, and, and I wouldn't change anything. Like I I enjoyed my entire time, but, but for you guys who want the, like something to line up after, just know that, you know, plan ahead for that. So like the guy who asked about the CIA job or whatever, he's like, what, what MOS would tie best to that? He's he's planning ahead. He's like, okay, what job? Because I know that's what I want to do, but I want this military experience, which a lot of a lot of those uh, government jobs want, especially like CIA and stuff. Looks good. Um, It it lines you up better. So, just something to keep in mind. I won't rant too long about it, but he's absolutely right. Um, Too much longer. What?
1: Too much longer.
0: Not an English major. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no. When I said that, someone was asking specifically about kind of transitioning from the military into the contracting and things like that. Like you said, if yeah. you have a calling for it and you want to go in and be a love Bravo, you want to keep some doors down, like, absolutely. That's, you know, that was my original plan. I stayed in a little bit longer than I had planned on it. Um, Daniel did the same thing. So, and like he said you know not just because the actual technical skills don't necessarily transfer um a lot of the discipline and the mindset and a lot of things you do learn to, will transfer and make you um, more likely to excel at whatever you do choose to do in the next stage of life so th- you do have um, experiences that are going to to help you personally, but they're not gonna transmit like translate to a resume
0: <laughs> right yeah, exactly it's like it's like problem solving. you learn problem solving, you learn how to overcome adversity, you learn discipline, you learn work ethic. Uh that's a big one. Um, and and then you learn like you uh, a weird lesson is you learn to appreciate things through suffering too, especially in a place like um special operations. Like you're I'm not gonna lie to you, you're gonna suffer. There's gonna be times where you're gonna be like, the hell did I get myself into? You know, there's gonna be sometimes you love it, but then there's gonna be some times where you have that too. So, you know, you learn to really overcome a lot of mental barriers and that does translate later um but it's like it's like you said you know if you're looking for to use the military as a tool for uh like to open other doors as as in career stuff that's one thing or or like you said if you if you're looking for like um a career in the military then you know maybe uh maybe 11 bravo is good you know for you and um you know, or whatever it is, whatever job that fits you best, you know. Um, so you got anything else for that? Uh no. <clears throat> yep. Um It's my turn. Okay.
1: How oh, there you, you can have it. Uh Sebastian R says, Do you guys recommend bulking up before basic and rasp or cutting? uh Sebastian that's a tough question so it really depends on your personal body style so Mm -hmm. if you are you know like the whatever body style things they I don't know it's kind of archaic now like the ectomorph as they call it the person who's like really really skinny you know recommend trying to put on a little bit of weight honestly just for um safety is the wrong word but like in professional sports and stuff if a dude is too light, like he's more likely to get injured, so you're doing a lot of like high impact like heavy stuff um if you're very thin or have like a really really low body fat percentage, like you can like you're more likely to get injured, especially if you aren't properly training up beforehand yeah um, but obviously, if you're like a heavy set dude, probably cutting is ideal, plus I mean you have to make height and weight standards too, so it just depends on your body so,
0: yeah. That you got the ecto meso and endo, oh yeah so different body types different and that basically that's just talking about different body types different metabolisms um and people and um so like if you're a heavy set dude you put on um put on weight easy then yeah maybe you want to cut down maybe you want to but really it comes to performance too so in the army they do do the uh the uh tape tests um so i, I think they're a little Arcade. I don't know if they're improving those, but they need to be improved. But uh, well,
1: I was gonna uh, say, if anybody's in here and is in, let me know if they've changed from the tape system
0: they've been doing since 1863. Yeah, because that promotes like skinny dudes. When you got Jack dudes who like look good and are athletic that are failing tape, you're like, what? You're yeah. like, that I
1: matter. know. I had a I had a first sergeant, and because first sergeant would do all the tapes, so you'd do height and weight. If you had to get taped, you went up. First sergeant did the tapes, and. I remember I had this one dude in my team. Um, we used to call him. His nickname was Chess Press. Like, this dude was huge. Um, and he would... Every single time, he would fail height and weight because he was... He's a... Mom, this dude was jacked. And um, they, he would go into First iron's office. And he'd be like, Get the fuck out of here. Just go. He wouldn't take him because he'd be like, you, Obviously, you're not overweight. So, he would send him away because it really just... Like, they want you to be like six foot, 150 pounds. Like that's their ideal soldier by those old standards. Right.
0: Um. Yeah. And uh. yeah, so that's something to keep in mind, but you know, like some guys need to bulk up. Like if you were me 135 pounds, like you can afford to bulk up, but really at the end of the day performance criteria is going to be the big thing that I want you guys to focus on because once you get to your unit, then you can change your body style more and more um when it comes to getting through the initial pipeline especially if you guys are looking for selection and things like that can you meet the performance criteria um of course if you're doing like one of our programs you are going to go you are going to get hypertrophy you are going to be more conditioned you're going to have all the well-rounded parameters you're going to be able to do more push-ups sit-ups you know uh, chin-ups and uh run faster all those things um so there will be body changes for that but you know the focus is performance right um for you guys who are just looking for advice on your own. Like if you're, you know, you're not interested in a program, you're looking to figure it out for yourself, look at what they're going to test you on, get better at that. And of course, do all the other physically, uh, physical things that you guys need to do. Like you need to have a foundation where you lift and, uh, and run because you need to have some sort of muscle on you so that whenever you put a rock sack on your back or if you are doing a combat jump and you got a bunch of stuff strapped to you and you're about to jump out of a plane that you're not just getting wrenched down. Um, anybody who's done combat static line jumps with a bunch of heavy stuff knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, if you got some traps and you got, you got a strong back for that and strong legs, you're going to be, you're going to thank you may thanking yourself. So that was a big ramble. (laughs) You got anything else from you? Never dude. Um,
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, just like I said, it depends on your body style and like you said it's it's uh you really you need to be like um performance focused, goal focused, like you're goal oriented. Like you need to be, be able to do the things that you need to do, not look a certain way. So realistically, you want to be able to function properly, not necessarily look at what you look like in the mirror. Um Cause like we talk, we joke, you see jokes all the time where it's like, oh, bodybuilders when they walk up one flight of stairs and they're all out of breath. Cause they're like, they're cutting in, they're like 4% body fat. <laughs> like like, exactly. They have zero endurance. They like, cannot do anything. Um, So, like, you need to kind of ideally, you know, be in that athletic area for the BMI and not so much. You don't want to be too low or too high because you will start seeing um, your floor start to go through the basement for your endurance. Like, you'll start to struggle a little bit more. Um, Like, if you guys watch the our Morterman podcast that i did with uh travis he talked about how like he, his run times has suffered a little bit since he started bodybuilding and when he's really getting in co- competition mode like it's, his endurance just goes down so much um whereas obviously his strength has gone up a, a lot so you kind of want to be in that middle ground where you're being able to be quick and fast but also strong
0: <clears throat> absolutely yeah and You know, I put out a video and and this is actually kind of a simplified way of putting things because there's more to it, but there's a video I did on muscle fibers and it's it's like an entry level to understanding like why people look different and perform different, but there's more to it. Also, the way that you train, um, the types of uh, muscle fibers you're activating is going to recruit different energy system needs. Um, so you have that, you also have like nervous system activation, like the way that you train your nervous system, um, so all those things play a factor. And really at the end of the day, that's why I say you got to focus on the performance criteria. You have to train specific to certain things, but also, you know, going back to what he's saying, always putting on some muscle, not a bad idea. Uh, just just because again, putting on body armor, putting on a rock, uh, you gotta be strong for that. And um, and so having some cushion, like again, trap, strong back, you know, being able strong core, right? being able to keep good posture with that stuff on and have some cushion with that stuff, like sitting on you, like, you, again, goes a long way, but, uh, so between performance and just being strong, like you got to have a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, Colin says, I heard you can't cross legs with chin-ups. Uh, no, no, yeah, we didn't so. cross our legs. Okay. Yeah. I think it was your turn, by the way. Oh, I'm okay. terrible. Keep okay.
1: track. We, we take that answer back then. Um, it's rescinded. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so YouTube accounts is the reason I asked the other day about armored units is I would want to be mounted. Um, if you want to be mounted as a 13 Fox or a 12 Bravo, uh, random recruiter right there said there's some options, but for the most part it's pretty tough especially as like such a pretty common uh mos for you to be able to choose where you go but the, i know they have options or had options at 13 fox AT t for you to volunteer if you had good enough scores to go to b fist which is uh training to do bradley's um so that would be an option that would definitely be get you mounted uh so just keep that in mind although it, it'll be up to it depends because if you want to go airborne too that'll Dictated it a little bit as well it'll give you almost like less of a chance um to really decide on that
0: yeah because if you're airborne you're you're you're, you're going to you
1: know a couple of units there are some mounted though in airborne but it's just they're not as prevalent <clears throat>
0: yeah um y- johan says how was life as a boot and bat any funny stories um, we've, you know, Dan and Jay live, we, we've talked about life and, and bad as a private, but also we did a, we did a podcast together where we talked about our pipeline to regiment. We talked a little bit about that, uh, and the part three where we talk about, uh, that we also talked about it in our other podcast, uh, the Ford observer podcast that we did. Um, so we got a bunch of stuff on that, but you know, uh, that's kind of a loaded question. Like I would say you're going to be. As a as a private and uh, as a private ranger, you're going to be a busy bee. You're going to be a, the worker bee. Um, so it's a it's a weird place where there's like there's the best way I can sum it up. It's a, it's a weird place where there's a lot of big boy rules. You get I mean you get hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. You know that they put on you and you're responsible for that. But then you know so you got all this responsibility and all you're doing all these wild and like high level stuff, but in the same kind, uh, same coin, you know, it's kind of like you're, you get hazed, like, like, um, haze pretty good. So like you get treated really well and mistreated at the same time, <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's a tough, it's a tough place. It's like, uh, it's what you think of in the military. Whenever you think about getting beat down by like, um, uh, leadership, but at the same coin, you're given all these big boy rules too. It's a, it's a weird mix. You got anything for that?
1: Um, it just made me think of, I, we were hiking today and my partner, she, we had camelbacks and she's like, Oh, you know, make sure you drink some water. And I was like, listen to me. I've had enough grown men in my life. Tell me to drink when I had to drink water. Don't you dare. <laughs> um but that yeah. just reminded me of like that like i was like yeah it's like sometimes you know i had a million dollars worth of equipment on me i was talking to airplanes and then they were like hey take a knee and drink water <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like a weird dichotomy of like things i was allowed to do and responsible for <laughs> versus not like one. are you got to uh, it was so weird
0: you gotta get a counseling every time you buy you know a vehicle, a vehicle or yeah
1: um
0: I, like, <laughs> I was actually thinking so manage day. that.
1: we got cut <laughs> off though. I was thinking the other day. So I remember this vividly. I don't know what I was doing, but I just remember this so vividly the other day. So I remember one day I went into work, went to the company and something happened. I don't remember what happens. I don't remember why, but our entire company got brought outside. <clears throat> and our first sergeant was just smoking though. The whole company. And I'll never forget this because as a private, you get, you know, you get corrective training or whatever all the time. Um, you mess up a question, you know, whatever. You mess up something. Oh, it happens all the time. But you never really see it happen to like the NCOs. Sometimes, sometimes you'll see the E5s, the team leaders get it a little bit from the section chief. But for the most part, you don't see it very often. So first one has the entire company, the whole company out there, and is just like everybody is doing pushups, and he's just yelling at us, and I don't remember what it was for, but I remember this is my favorite thing. So when the whole company gets made to do pushups, everybody that doesn't have a tab has to elevate their feet, but when you have a whole company outside. Outside, there's not a ton of places to elevate your feet. So, like, all the NCOs that are and stuff are fine. They're just doing push-ups, whatever. But, like, you got guys, like privates, that are like having to stack their legs on like another private's back and then they put it on another private's back. And then there's like a little like ring of people that have like their legs elevated on each other. So, you have like someone's like feet on you. And I was just thinking about these how funny it was just like how. If someone had walked up there, like, "Oh, these are the Rangers," and I'd just be
0: like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah, uh, yeah. What happens? What happens there? That like, yeah, probably not impress some people. They'd be like, "Oh God, I don't know if I want to do that." It happened again, <laughs> dude. It was up with this spotlight? They're like, "Ah, what are you talking about?" Uh, I got studio lights in here, just like blinds me. Um, but yeah, I just remember.
1: I just remember everybody having to elevate their feet all weird. Try you try to get up on like the the trucks that are parked out there and everything. So funny.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that is a thing. Um, yeah, I, I remember, you know, doing uh and you probably remember who this is, but there was a there was a mortar um what's the word? Section chief or platoon sergeant. Um he was out there with all the all the mortar dudes, right? Like we're doing the FO stuff. And uh, I just see everybody getting smoked. I'm watching this dude used to destroy everybody. And I had never seen that before, because usually once you get to a certain rank, like you don't get touched. Right. Um, it, arguably, it should be that way. But I was watching like staff sergeants get, doing burpees and getting smoked like like a PV2 dude. Like I was like, like a I was like, dude, what is going on over there? That's wild. You know. And like, uh, yeah, it was crazy, dude. I was like, scaring all the mortars, dude. They're already scared to be mortars. And I'm like, yeah, but that that was wild, dude. That guy was wild. Well, I did the podcast with
1: Travis. He was telling me when he went through They literally did infantry OSIT and then two weeks of mortar training. I was like, no wonder your guys' life has been hell when you show up. You don't know anything. They don't teach you anything, (laughs) which I think it's a gin adjusted now since then. But I was like, bro, you only had two weeks of training for essentially your job, which is not that easy. Like a 60 handle isn't that bad, but like everything, there's a a lot lot. of stuff going into that. Like it is not
0: super easy. Two weeks is not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. I absolutely know. Um, uh, so. I think it's your turn.
1: Unless you don't have any while you're looking. Adrian Franco says, was there anyone in regiment that was born outside the U.S.? Yeah, a ton of guys. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and you can get citizenship through it, too. So, like, there's a lot of guys that are born outside the U.S. that use the the army as a way to get citizenship as well as serve. Um, bunch of guys in regiment weren't born there.
0: Yes. Um... I knew a guy. I knew a guy. I think he was from Ukraine. Uh, and then there was a uh, there was another guy. A couple guys from Africa. Um, I'm trying to think. Th- those are those are the two I really noticed. But we probably there's probably more.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, they're from here, here, and here. But
0: yeah, no, there's they're from all over. Yeah. Um, let's see. Colin says for push-ups, I see most guys. First put of contact being their stomach more than their chest. I can crank up way more that way when I get dropped for that. Yeah, so it sounds like if you're hitting with your stomach first that you're going to be sagging at the hips. They're looking for a good plank. And trust me, if you don't have a good uh, good plank, they're not going to count your reps. Or they're going to be super stingy, especially at a place like Rasp. So just make sure you're keeping a good plank. Yeah, that gets a lot of people because you know, people who are new to push up for them, um, They sag at the hips. You don't want that. You're not doing push ups with your hips sagged. Um, So, again, good core engagement, good plank the entire time you're doing push ups.
1: Just get a bag of your shirt. It's hard for them to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony knows all the real tips, dude. Yeah,
1: come here for the cheats, dude. <laughs> uh oh josh nick said i'm late yeah what's up man uh dennis z says is it common to see people who joined regiment after college yeah we've seen a ton of older guys ton of guys yeah. who, who've been to college um come in as e4s too uh not even as officers obviously you have to go to college to be an officer but i mean i was my roommate was a e4 with a college degree and he was just a private when he should like, essentially he's a private to us, but he was an E4 with a college degree uh, joined. He was, yeah, he was actually a little bit older than me, I think. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of guys now I went through asked, with that were like 25 plus 27, 30 um, already have college degrees. So yeah, it's pretty common actually.
0: It's a melting pot. and it, it does it doesn't really matter where you go. Like there is, there is a certain type of person that you're typically going to see more of or class of, People like yeah, there's a there's an age range you're probably going to see more of. Um, but for the most part, like anywhere you go in the military, it's going to be a melting pot of people from all different places. Um, it, it's a great it's a great experience the military as a whole because you learn how to interact with people from different cultures, backgrounds, you know, and and really just be a team, you know. Um, so yeah, if you ask, hey, is has there been anybody like me? You know, as I'm going into this, yes, most likely, yes, you know, um, people from all different backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, like I said it
1: before, someone asked about like, um, like what do people do in their free time? Like everything, like, your people do You will find people that do the same thing you do. Like, I we were talking about how section there was like a section chief at a company who, um, it's like an E6 or E7's like they're painting Warhammer minis, they play Warhammer at a hobby stop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. Like, oh, everyone just plays football. No, like, you got dudes doing all kinds of stuff. Um, and so, like, you are going to be able to find someone that's going to want to do what you do, and like, you'll also find people that want to you know because i knew who i could go to that wanted to go to the beach drink and play volleyball and i knew who was gonna sit there in my room play you know call of duty or some other video game all night um so i knew who to go to which one of my friends were that to to, you know scratch each of those itches you know what i mean like when i wanted to do something i got you break that sorry oh my god dude wow um, you know, like I, had a, I had a buddy who would play Call of Duty, but I had a buddy who would play Madden with and stuff like that. And, you know, I knew who I wanted to go out downtown with and who I definitely didn't want to go downtown with. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so you'll, you'll find you'll find your people. And um, this is one thing I will say about the army. Um, that is not true in the civilian world. Like when you go places, you will have friends, and the army issues you friends. Essentially, that's like the joke. The army is going to issue you friends. Like you are going to find people that you will get along with, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah. And and that's what I, that's what I find fascinating about the the military and the really the experience that, um, it really changed who I was as a a person forever, because I think the way that a lot of people are, what said, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you saw Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, because again, I think the problem that a lot of people have who haven't experienced something like that uh, and it doesn't have to be the military, but something like that, where you are mixing with other people and you learn to, you know, accept different ideas and different, you know, different ways of life. Like, not everybody's got to think the way you think and like the things you like. You can like, you can be friends with people and have completely different political views, uh, socioeconomic views, you know, um, uh, different interests and things. Like, you can get along with. Yeah, you can. So many people. It's fine. <laughs> right yeah like i could be right you could be wrong and we could still have we could still be friends right um but yeah i mean that's the big thing is is you just learn how to mix with so many different people um and yeah that's it that's big you know because like we were kind of talking about the nerdy things that we like to do in one in one day J live um and then there was guys who yeah like to go around throw the football there's guys who skateboarded you know they're like uh there's guys who yeah paint the warhammer figurines um uh yeah, all sorts of things, like you just see guys into all sorts of things, so um Andre says, I can't seem to find motivation to do anything like before my physical fitness, dropped like crazy, really, any advice to get some motivation so Andre says, so yeah, it's been um you know understandably the past two two plus years has been a crazy time period for a lot of people. You know, a lot of us felt that way. James talked about it too. He's like, you know, when the pandemic kicked off and threw him through a loop and, you know, um, you know, uh yeah, all, all sorts of things happen, you know. Um and, and so I talk about fitness. Like it's okay to hit a lull, but you know, as long as you plan to come back, because really realistically <laughs> realistically, uh our fitness, our exercise, our diet, that's kind of like our medicine. And and that uh, that needs to be a lifestyle, right? Of course, we're going to have ups and downs where we're more motivated than, than other time periods. Like, ah, spring break's coming up. Ah, summer's coming up. There are trends in fitness where, you know, people kind of do this thing. Um, that's okay. But, but you know, when we talk about motivation, there's a shirt that James made that is excellent. It's on the website. It's discipline over motivation. And we talk about this all the time. Motivation's a fleeting thing and you can get motivation from, you know, listening to a good podcast. Uh, you know uh listening to a hype up song you know looking at like a montage video or something that that motivates you to be good at the thing or do the thing that you want to do or you know if all us fails, some really good pre workout you know um some caffeine right uh something it's to get you moving that's a, that's that's fleeting motivation right but at the end of the day discipline's what's going to get you through most of the time because where you get better is going on the days that you don't want to work out so just setting you know, that's why, and I talk about this all the time. Sounds like a like a pitch, but seriously, I, I print off my own workout programs and I follow that because I'm like, if I have a list, I'll do it. You know, uh, or I'll work out with a group. That's good too. You know, finding a buddy that'll push you, like, hey, we're gonna do this together, you know, finding somebody else that's motivating. So I talk about like group fitness all the time is huge. So you're finding a buddy who's gonna push you through the workouts and then you'll compete with each other. Because I talk about like getting in shape like um I just registered for another competition. Right. Um if I have something to work towards, I'm more motivated to get fit. So setting a checkpoint goal, it doesn't have to be a competition, but you know, setting a goal or having a buddy to work out with where y'all motivate each other or or hey we're gonna hit this goal. Um those are some tools as well. Cause at the end of the day, setting uh, parameters and having, you know, those motivational tools are good, but at the end of the day, Hey, on Monday, I'm going to do this Tuesday. I'm going to do this for better or worse. Wednesday, I'm going to do this, you know, and so on. So really that's my advice is discipline over motivation. Yeah. So, that
1: speaking to the the goal like the goal oriented thing, it does help you if you have something that you're working for, um and like you said, like it doesn't have to be a race. it can just be like a personal goal or for someone that you like or your partner or whatever. um but like for me, for example, I signed up for that Spartan race, and I was like I was gonna do it with my dad, he didn't end up doing it, um, but I had gotten pushed a couple times. I think i, I was definitely not gonna let my dad beat me at this race. he's you know a fifty year old <laughs> man um but he's a really good runner, so so i that helped me kind of. You know, start really, really driving to get into better shape. Um, But I've actually been this before, and I I really need to look this guy up. He's he has a book, but he essentially has like this like you know ten minute rule, where you need to you know figure out what days you want to go to the gym like four or five times, and you need to go to the gym, but just go there for ten minutes and just leave. And you just do that enough times, you'll build the habit of actually like getting into the gym and going because. There's a billion days where I wake up on Monday and it's like day and I just drank that weekend and like, I don't want to go do legs. Like, I don't want to go do 10 by 10 squats that day, you know, but I go anyways. Cause I need to go to the gym. So the discipline gets me there. I am not mot- 0% motivated <laughs> to go to 10 by 10 squats Monday morning. Um, like we had guests, we had people come visit us and I had just drank, I've drank too many beers. So I just did not want to go do 10 by 10 squats, but I did anyways. So like, you need to look like when you wake up for work, like you don't want to go to work, you don't want to go to school, but you have to. So you make yeah. yourself get up and you go to school or you go to work. You need to just get like that with the gym. You need to get like that with your nutrition. You need to see that as something that needs to get done in that way. The same way you see it, you need to put it in your list of responsibilities to yourself so that you actually continue to fight and like go do those things, whether you really want to or not.
0: Yeah. I used to say all the time, showing up's most of the battle. Once you show up like to the gym or whatever it is, you know, Like you'll go farther than you think you thought you were going to go when you get there, you know, most of the time. So he's absolutely right. And setting that 10 minute rule, that's a good place to start. You know, what are you going to get done in 10 minutes? You know, um, but uh, you know, showing up—it's better than you staying at home. That ten minutes is way better than you staying at home or whatever. You know. Yeah, and it starts um, to just kind
1: of build that habit into yourself. Like, like get it because, like you said, get, showing up is after the battle. Like getting there—you you keep getting yourself there. You keep getting yourself there. Well, then I can do this. You know, you you can see it as something that like it's this is easy. I can, I can get here. It's not so bad. I can do this.
0: Yes. Um. I can't remember whose question. I guess mine. Um Josh Nick says, I know you
1: guys have been out for a while, but what's regiment like right now with deployments being scarce? It's essentially the same thing except instead of deployments you just train.
0: Train some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the deployments used to be, I you know, and it doesn't say, it doesn't make sense until it happens to you. People are like deployments of vacation. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, Oh, these guys are nuts. I was like, deployments of vacation, what does that even mean? And then I, I deployed and I was like, ah <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the missions and stuff can be rough, but like uh it's it's different, right? Like there's a there's a lot more freedoms that, especially when you're like a lower enlisted than uh than there would be on the other side, so.
1: yeah. Well, especially it helps too. Like it's only subordinate leadership that's watching out for you too. So, like when you're at the company, there's so many NCOs around you all the time. So it's when it's just kind of your leadership and your intents and stuff like that. It's a little bit, you know, you mess with just like a skocheless. <laughs> yeah. it's not. It doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't go away completely, but it's a little less.
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah, it still happens. Um, there's a guy asking about clearances. I don't. I don't want to say too much, but. Uh yes, you will you will get clearances. Um I think
1: you can tell them. I mean it's not like a secret if you go to the recruiter, they tell you always, you need I, to I be never... an option forty. It, it, to be in Regiment, you have to have at least a secret clearance. At least, yeah. It, yeah, it does yeah. there are adjustments depending on MOS, but like that's Googleable information. I don't think that's anything. Okay.
0: Um uh, yeah, I never know what this stuff is like. Sometimes sometimes, you know. I yeah. bet but we talked about this the other day. It's like, you know, whenever Whenever we were in, it felt like everything was so locked down. But then, as I as I go to pull up like training manuals and stuff, I go reference some information. I'm like, oh, this shit's like for free everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) I used to have
1: books on my phone, like through Google PDFs that I would use to train with. Like, yeah, it's not it's not as serious as we like to make it out to be. Um. uh he says what was the experience of range regiment in comparison to conventional units um i definitely talk a lot about that in our 13 fox podcast if you want to check that out because that's a that's a long list um uh,
0: what was this question again i'm sorry
1: wow dude you're over there googling
0: uh, dude i'm the multitask masters what's going on <laughs> uh they said what
1: was the experience of range regiment in comparison to conventional units
0: Oh, that's a good question for you, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so I do definitely talk about it a lot in the 13 Fox video, specifically, um, but I delve into it a little bit more. Uh, it's a lot different. Um, it was definitely an adjustment. You definitely have a lot more, like, army stuff to do so like when i was in regiment my job was to be the best forward observer that i could be like 98 percent of the time there was two percent of the time where i was doing and training for things that weren't really my job but for the most part like they were training me to be the best 13 fox that i could be because that's what they needed me to be um in the conventional army it is not like that. So it is at best 50, 50, like there is 50% of the time. And that's not, that's optimistic that I was able to like look after and train my dudes to be the best 30 boxers that they could be. And the other 50% of the time was just a lot of stuff that didn't really matter. And I had a very, I, a mm-hmm. I had a hard time. I had a hard time at first. Um, it was tough. Like when we're doing, you know, like once a month, we had payday activities where we had to show up in our dress uniform and get an inspection. And we were supposed to have like a half day when I mean, they're at a half day, um, but we're in, you know, our ASUs. getting, and I was just like, they're like, you gotta have jump boots. I has gotta like, have jump boots. They're like, you were in a airborne unit in regiment for four years. I was like, I don't have jump boots. Like I never wore jump boots. Like I dressed up in my ASUs, but we usually did the shoes. So I never had to buy jump boots, but every month we had to get in our jump boots and our ASUs, polish them, shine them. I I understand the discipline. I I get the tradition and everything, but it was hard. It was a hard adjustment for me. There was a lot of things that I did in the conventional army unit that I didn't see as mattering as much. Um, And they do matter and they are like, you know, discipline and standards in the army are very, very important. It was just everything was just a little bit different um, when I got to conventional units. I had a little bit of a hard time.
0: I'll use his first name, but Brian Brian said something very similar where he talked about, you know, he was like, dude. I'm not doing my job here. It's like at first he used to get very frustrated. he called call me on the phone. He's like, dude, I'm not doing my job here. He's like, you know, there was a lot of, a lot more administrative stuff. He said, Brian, um, you weren't doing your job here either. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it, it is such a change, you know, from what, what he was saying. I didn't experience this. So for disclaimer guys, I, I was a bad boy. Was, you know, I went straight there, spent my, you know, six about six to eight months of training and then I spent four years at bat. No, now he's just um, a
1: civilian boy.
0: Now I'm just civilian boy, dude. <laughs> uh rub at boy, dude. Um, so yeah, I, I did my uh entire time at bat. So, you know, I'm kinda just I just listen to what people say. But uh yeah, he said it was completely different, you know, like the, the atmosphere, everything was completely different administrative. So you mm. yeah, perfect guy to ask Tony, cause he did both, so.
1: Yeah, I had to like, there was times where I had to fight, like, and that that's where you knew when you had good NCOs, when they were like, literally fighting to not do things so that we could do training. Because um, you have some NCOs that fight to not do stuff that so they can do nothing. Uh, yeah. But the good NCOs are the guys that would fight for time to to train to get the guys in like the simulator or to the field and stuff like that um and there's a couple of ncos that i didn't like but they did those things and so like i respected them for that so sometimes you really got to fight that bureaucracy that happens because i'm telling you like sometimes these ncos they start gaining rank and they just forget where they came from all they care about is are you green on med pros have you done your dental did you do all these you know yearly <coughs> quarterly things like that's all they care about because that's all the th- that's what they're getting graded on essentially at their level. And I'm like, I need to train these dudes how to cuff fire. So like, I don't care about my pros. I don't, you know, I'll push that dental appointment a week, I, you know? So
0: yeah. What's going to, win? what's going to win wars. Yeah. It, I think that's frustration. And like, I, can,
1: I can move a dental appointment. I can't move our one day in the simulator this month. You know what I mean? So like, it was just, you know, it was, it was tough and it was an adjustment, but you learn to work around it as best you can. Yeah. Um,
0: Let's see. Kyler says, uh, "How were you physically during basic and AIT? Were you able to get in better shape for RASP, even if on your own time? It, it, it's hit or miss. It depends on the what, uh, what basic, what. Well, yeah, what basic you go to for one, because they kind of, <laughs> kind of different fields. Um, and then what AIT you go to." Uh, cause some are longer than others. Some have more freedoms than others. You know, if you're in something like OSED, it's pretty streamlined, even though now it's like, we were talking about this, like 22 weeks for infantry dues now. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's, uh, quite the, quite the bump. Um, so almost double, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know how much time those guys are having. You know, I know if you're doing something like 68 Whiskey, those guys got weekends and those guys got things, or at least day passes on the weekends. You know, you can go lift at the gym and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, they could probably go lift and stuff like that. Uh, In our AIT, at the time, it was only six weeks. I understand it's been extended. Um, You know, when we and him went through 13 Fox AIT, it was six weeks, and they had a gym in the, the area. And I know sometimes I went down to that gym and worked out, or I ran around outside. Um, I was always very active, uh, so I always did extracurricular stuff. Even in basic training, uh, on Sundays, I would do push-ups and sit-ups by my bed sometimes. But uh, we had always advise, be as ready as you can be before you even leave for the Army, because you'll just feel better mm-hmm. overall if you do that. Um, but yes, you will have some time to get in better shape. Ideally, because uh, uh, you shouldn't be trying to get in shape, then
1: what ideally what you should be doing is... Making sure you maintain because everyone's like, oh, am I gonna lose all this? You're really not gonna lose that much physical fitness as long as you're doing your best to like keep your maintain if you go in pretty prepared. Um between PT and going to the field and doing all this stuff and a little bit of stuff in your own time, you'll be able to to maintain, you know, relatively through the the track. Um, I would advise obviously being as ready as possible. It's gonna be hard for you to to really level up your physical fitness. Um, unless you like are some, you're going to see some people show up for base training. They're not gonna, they have never done a physical activity in their life. Like it's uh, those dudes will look like different people in 12 weeks because they just have never done it before. So really they, they will be different people. Um, but for you guys, yeah, ideally, especially if you're trying to go to stuff like that, you need to have a good physical fitness level going in, and you need to do that stuff uh, on your own time to maintain your level of physical fitness.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it it'll it it'll almost frustrates you as because I was like when I went into the army, I was a runner and everything else. I found myself getting frustrated at how many people were on crutches. I was like, like for real? But for real? I mean, Since really, Blitz,
1: you- dude? They get so many people.
0: They do because so many people come from, like you said, they come from sanitary lifestyles or, you know, no offense, but couch potatoes, you know, a lot of times just not really didn't have to or weren't, uh, you know, athletic or athletically motivated. So they get in the military and all of a sudden they're like, hey, run all the time. Well, I talk about how physically conditioning your body and this is why I tell you, be ready beforehand because physically conditioning your body builds your muscles. Yes, everybody knows that, but also your bone structure, your fascia. Uh, builds your entire body to be more durable so you know guys are getting stress fractures because their bones have never felt that impact before so they're going out there and running even these runs that don't seem intense to people who are runners like it's intense for those guys because there's no gradual progression army's not good at gradual progression they're just like all right everybody's going to do the same thing right now
1: Eh. I would say that our basic wasn't so bad, um, like they have the ability groups, and they don't they do have too they have the running group. they do a little bit of stuff,
0: yeah, they, they do have the run best, groups best,
1: but they're probably the worst, but they do something
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, just food for thought, though, I would again, if you got some time before you leave, I would start doing something.
1: Um, this is a good question. We only got like seven minutes left, so I'm definitely going to make sure to hit this. Crouton says, um, what's up guys? Was wondering what you looked for in a new private as an NCO? I think that's a good question. And I don't think we've gotten that one before. Um, so what do I look for in a new private as an NCO? I don't have an answer off the top of my head. And there's a lot of things to look for.
0: Um, I got, I can, I can weigh on this. Go ahead. Um, this goes with like, this goes with even like being like, there's times where, you know, we were looking to hire people when I was a, a trainer, I kind of help with that sometimes. And one of the things that, you know, we look for is work ethic. Like even in the army, you got a new private coming in, you're going to want good work ethic. You're going to want a guy who listens. You don't want a guy with a it doesn't really fly in regiment anyway, but a guy with the attitude, right? Like if you're in other places, uh, sometimes the attitude flies a little longer. Um, but you just don't want to deal with any of it. I've had – I have had privates who were problems. They created more problems for me. And then that's where I really start getting mad. You see, the thing is, when you're private, you may not realize – like, you see NCOs getting mad. You may think it's, like, a show for show or something. A lot of that's real most of the time. Like, anytime a private messes up, it gets... It got me in trouble as an NCO. Like, why is your guy messing this up? What are you not doing right? Kind of like being a parent, right? Like, why is your kid messed up? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Um, and And so, yeah, you want a guy who is who's doing what he's supposed to do. At the end of the day, you want a guy who's showing up, he's handling business, he knows his job, he's going to be able to show up and perform, especially in a place like Regiment, because uh, if the guy's not doing that, it's going to start to make you look bad as an NCO. Hey, can why can't you lead him to be better? Why can't you teach him? Um, and that's where it's going to start to get you in trouble, because if you're messing up, the is going to get frustrated.
1: I don't know, this man can't even read. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um no that's that's definitely a good point i mean work ethic is huge and um yeah obviously i mean that was kind of an easy answer you said uh the ability to function uh good enough um (laughs) yeah so i want i want someone as a 13 fox specifically so my answer is going to be geared more to 13 fox um i need you to be able to function but i need you to be able to like talk to human beings and talk like a human being that is a very very important thing to mm, me
0: as that's good dude. Fox yeah. when I had
1: dudes come in that like wouldn't look me in the eyes couldn't talk to me I understand that you're nervous as a private. But you need to carry yourself with a certain amount of of confidence as a 13 Fox because I need you to be doing a lot of things for a lot of people all at the same time. And most of it involves talking and specific manners to different people, to other ranking, higher ranking people, all of this stuff at the same time. I need you to have you said attitude. You said you were talking about bad attitude. I need you to have a little bit of an attitude. Like I would rather you be a little bit, a little bit arrogant than than way too timid because i need you to be able to stick up for you your guys what the fire's plan needs to be when you're talking to people that are ncos and you're an e4 fo in charge of that platoon like you need to tell your pl you need to tell that platoon sergeant like hey this is how it's gonna do this is how this is happening this is my job not your job and i understand that the ground force commander had whatever but you need to be able to accurately and confidently talk to people that outrank you by a lot um in a respectful way and you also need to tell them they're wrong in a respectful way so there's like a lot that goes into it for 30 fox so like being able to really really talk and confidently express yourself and be able to speak to people like a human being is probably one of the uh oddly enough it's actually one of the harder things to find in younger privates
0: it's tough yeah i was just dude that is a great point because uh Love it or hate it, like he, whether it be the army or anywhere else, you go, being likable goes a long way. Um, so when it comes to being in the army, you like that confidence is you know, it's more likable, number one, and also it's perceived as you being more intelligent. So your ability to even if you're not relax. Yeah, <laughs> relax. <laughs> We've seen that with some people, right? But your ability to relax yourself. Because, uh, of course, you're going to be nervous, you're going to be high anxiety, you're going to want to do all the right things. Um, I would say, yeah, like he said, instead of being overly nervous, try to tone it down, calm that inner turmoil, and carry yourself with a little bit more confidence. Act like you know what's going on and don't be afraid to say, you know, when you don't know, I don't know, you know, and but I will find that answer. And it might get you in trouble sometimes, but just, to, and this may come with time, but, you know carry yourself more maturely. And this is tough with younger guys. I was about to say, you know, you, you hit it before I did, but young guys have an issue with this. Cause no offense if you're a young guy in here, but young guys tend, I did tend to say stupid, stupid things, right. Uh, they just haven't figured it you out yet. They're that. still learning. <laughs> so <laughs> back off me, dude. Uh, but uh, you know, you tend to say stupid things. You tend to, you kind of testing out what works. Some, some people it takes longer than others. It definitely took me a longer time to figure out, what people like and what people don't like as far as, you know, what's going to look better for me was, you know, what makes me more look more confident without being arrogant. Right. Or without being um, disrespectful, you know, so. It took if Daniel there's a about fine line Four and a
1: half years to figure that out. He was only in, unfortunately, <laughs> for four. So. he
0: still is But yeah, I mean, some people it is, it is harder, but it, it's a, it's a tough answer to give, but it's maybe that helped.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, especially as a 13 Fox, like that's a, a huge thing is like being able to talk and speak appropriately. Um, people well, a- bond properly to NCO is huge.
0: Yep. I, I'll put it to you like this. There's privates who show up there and they're the timid typical 18 year old and they're so scared to do everything right. And they get destroyed. Right. Cause they have no confidence. They just get destroyed. And they become like, it's almost like, um, dude, at the end of the day, We're animals, dude. It's natural selection. We see the weaker link and we just want to dog him till he gets better, right? We want him to improve, right? If we see a weak link, we want to attack it. So if you're the guy who is, you know, more timid or more cowardly or whatever or perceived more cowardly, um, they're going to come after you harder. So being more timid in things does not help you. Coming out, stepping up and being more confident and, you know, saying, hey, I know this. I know that saying it confidently, even if sometimes you get it wrong you know, doing your best, but doing it confidently, that, that carries a long way. Cause there's privates who showed up who hadn't been there very long. I knew a private in particular, he was an older guy, right? He showed up, was very confident, talked very intelligently, and he never, never got touched. And, and he had leadership that was known for, you know, destroying kids, you know, and, because he carried himself a certain way, they didn't mess with him. Well, and so, a lot of the
1: times, if you are older, you're a little bit more dedicated and disciplined. So you're going to probably, yep. you know, make sure you know the things that they told you to know or study and things like that too. So like, yeah, as much as we we joke about corrective training, it is corrective training. You're getting those things. Things are happening to you because you're not answering questions right or you're doing the wrong thing. So like, there are ways that you can lessen the amount of those things you'll have to do. You cannot eliminate it, but you can lessen it because you can get the answers right. There are right answers 99% of the time. You ask a question, there is a right answer. So if you do have the right answer, then you probably will be okay. We used to play a game in my cage that they would, like the, our section chief would come in and he would ask a question. And if the person got it wrong, the question would go to the next person. If they got it wrong they dropped and would go to the next person. And then until someone got the question right, or there was no one left to answer the question. Um,
0: So if you got the question right, you didn't have to do pushups. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time it is, it is not everybody. There are some bad leaders out there, but a lot of time there's a a lot of leaders that don't want to just physically and emotionally abuse you as a private, right? (laughs) Like a lot of times I can speak for myself whenever I was in, I I wanted to be cool with everybody, but there was there it was, was not a, cool. So it, it no no not. no, stop stop. But there was guys. There was two guys uh, in particular where they kept making me have to, you know, smoke them. Right, uh, I've got a question on smoke sessions, but I had to smoke them, and sometimes I had to smoke them very bad because they would just mess up and they mess up the same things over and over. And I was like, come on, dude, like I don't want to do this, and I literally did not want to do it a lot of the time. No, I was like, you want them. To have, I them want answer. them to get it right. Yeah. yeah, like, like I don't want to be mean to you, dude. I literally, I'm, I'm not. I've, like some days, I'm just tired, and then they're messing up. I'm like, dude, I gotta fix this. Like, I gotta fix this. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times, like your leadership, believe it or not, does not want to be mean to you. You know.
1: Well, and they also don't want to micromanage you. So I know a lot of people talk about that sometimes. Like, I, like when I was an NCO and I was in charge of people, like I want you to be. I want to be able to trust you to do the right thing because that makes my life so much easier okay my life is a lot less stressful if i know you guys are just gonna do the right thing when it comes up so when you get someone or a new private or something that's just does the wrong thing because there are privates that show up and they just it's like they know the right answer because they there's no way they choose the wrong answer on accident every time like they have to be choosing it on purpose um so then you have to kind of you know, lock down on everybody like, okay, well now we have to do it like this because you guys can't do the right thing.
0: Or sometimes you group, you group discipline everybody. Cause you know, internally they they're going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You see that in movies, obviously it's not like this, but in like full metal jacket, when they just, yeah. like they beat pile up. Cause they're like, dude, we can't keep okay. doing this with you.
0: It can't um, be like that, but it can't be like
1: that, dude. It's but that's where those things kind of come from It's like, yes, you will kind of police your own dudes or even if it's, it, you know, it's not them being like, oh, come on, you need, they'll help them study, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, it's just as simple as that. <clears throat> yep. we are way over time. So,
0: yeah, um, y'all get the bonus, dude. Y'all got y'all got two Dana J lives uh, this week because we uh, we had uh, some technical technical difficulties on uh, Friday last week. So two Dana J lives and we went overtime. I think, on uh, both days.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe a little. I try to keep us on right on track on Monday, but Um,
0: we have other questions that rolled in. You guys, uh, show up next time. Uh, we do these every week. Um, so just show up with your questions next time. We'll get it, uh, get it answered. Um, anything else?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Nothing from me.
0: Okay. Um, All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com where we have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, uh, informational content, and as always, much more on the agenda. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in again and uh, remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger.
1: Have a good weekend, guys.
0: See you guys.